Hey guys, this is Chelsea Schaefer and this is The Score. This is the Team Roping Journal's venture into the world of podcasting. On this show, you'll be able to bring the Team Roping World's movers and shakers on the road or to the office with you. They'll be telling stories and talking through some of the issues facing this sport. As the editor of the Team Roping Journal, I'll be your host. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea here. Before we start this episode of The Score, I do want to send our deepest condolences from our whole staff at the Team Roping Journal, past and present, uh, to the family of Ricky Green. Um, Just three short weeks ago, Ricky was diagnosed with cancer after he had what they thought was a stroke. Um, And yesterday morning, we, we learned that Ricky had passed away. I don't think anybody will ever be able to quantify Ricky's contributions to the sport of team roping. I remember when I was going to college in Ohio, uh, Ricky would come every year to my friend's dad's arena and put on a private school for the good old boys um, from West Virginia and Ohio, who, I mean, they rolled out the red carpet when Ricky came to town, and he helped them so much. Um, He would ride whatever horse they had. If that was a pony, if that was a draft cross, he would hop on and make those guys day and show them how their horses could really work, and he helped them so much. I know uh, there were lots of guys there that they improved their roping so much from being guys that didn't even have a number to after Ricky was done with them, getting to go to the U.S. finals and win or place and some ropings there. So I don't think anybody will ever be able to say what Ricky actually did for the sport. It is so appreciated, um, and I don't think anybody will ever top Ricky's contributions to teaching in this sport. So um, Ricky, Godspeed, please rest in peace and, and rest in peace knowing everything you've done for this industry as a whole. Thanks guys. Now back to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Schaefer and this is The Score. This episode is special. It's brought to you by CSI Saddle Pads, who have sponsored our guest, now 10-time NFR healer Travis Graves, for the last three years. CSI Saddle Pads are handmade in the USA by a dedicated team in the heart of Missouri for ropers who, like Travis, prioritize the care of their horses day in and day out. Later in this episode, you'll learn more about CSI's FlexPlay technology that evenly distributes the pressure of your saddle across your horse's back. So enjoy our conversation with TG, and stay tuned to find out just how CSI Saddle Pads can elevate your game. Hi, Travis. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It is, the season is over. How do you feel? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I'm I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad it's over as far as, you know, I'm ready to be home and ready for a little break, and uh, the fall is my favorite time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're home, and get to hang out at home with your family and, and go to some jackpots around the house and uh, just some downtime and the weather's cool. And it's just my favorite time of the year. Are the kids in school? Is T started? Yes. T is in kindergarten. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he loves school. Yeah? And um, right there in Morgan Mill is just oh, a quarter of a mile from my house, so it's really handy, and he loves it. and. True's in pre-K, so. She is already? Yeah. That went fast. Yeah, it happens fast. Yeah, for sure. Now, how hard is it with T being, like, they went with you all summer, right? Yeah, they went, uh, yeah, they went until school started, yeah. So how, um, 
how hard was it being, and they've always kind of gone with you. So how hard was it when they all of a sudden weren't there? It's hard. It's a lot harder than I thought as far as, uh, you know, you don't get to see them anymore. They got to be at home and, um, I'm in the Northwest trying to finish the season out and rodeo on and, uh, it makes it a lot harder. So not to bring, did you miss like the first day of kindergarten and all that? No, I actually was there. I, nice. I, it worked out where I, uh, I had Bambi, she was helping me and I flew home and it worked out where I was there for the first day of school. So I was, I was glad to be there for that. How clutch is Bambi? Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, we're talking about Bambi Rob, who yeah, drives Bambi for. She has, awesome. yeah, she's helped everybody for years. She's clutch. Yeah, she's helped me for quite a while, or you know, always there for me if I need her. And she ta- she does a great job. Takes care of the horses, great. Um, anything. She's she's awesome. Um, she makes it way easier. And she's helped Trevor and Luke and Chad and. Rogers last year at the finals and Corey and yeah. yeah. Always she's helped me a lot there. She's she's always she's always good to have on your team. Yeah, I think she could have like five vet degrees at this point. Like she's the master at soundness, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, she's (laughs) she's awesome at at the with the horses, you know, knowing what's going on. She loves to be around them and takes great care of them and you can trust her with with all your stuff and not have to worry about it. So. Yeah, for sure. She's great. Um, now let's talk about the season a little bit. It started, it, it was kind of a, a different year for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, it, um, me and Clay started roping, I think, at Austin. Mm-hmm. was our first rodeo of the year. I roped with Chad in the winter, and um, we did okay, I think. I think we won. I mean, we did okay. We won. I think I had three thousand. Not great, you know. I mean, not, mm-hmm. not just didn't do very good in the winter. So I was playing catch up all year, pretty much, and uh, just makes it hard. Yeah. I mean, when you don't when you don't do great in the winter or uh, have a big win, it just seems like uh, all year long you're catching up, and um, it just makes rodeo a lot harder. Seems like. And what years did had? You and Clay roped in the past? Um, 2010, 11, and 12. And so how did the phone call to rope again? I don't know how much you are comfortable saying or not, but how did all that transpire? Uh, I don't know. Uh, me and Clay, we've, we've always been good friends. You know, uh, we've won a lot together. We've done, you know, we won every major jackpot together and, had a lot of success success together, but uh, I don't know. We just never did win it, you know. That, that was the deal, and uh, he started up with Jade, and they had. I mean, everybody knows how good they did, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I think I think after a while, you know, when you rope with somebody three or four years, uh, you just kind of get in a rut, and you need something new, you know. Because mm-hmm. everybody does. I don't care who who it is. It's just the same old deal. Um, just a new spice in your, just, just gives you that spark as far as mm-hmm. wanting to work at it and just something new. And, um, I, and I don't know, I don't, I think that's where, I think that's where they were at or, you know, mm-hmm. that's where he was at or whatever. And it just worked out for, uh, for me, I 
guess. And those guys didn't rope. To, Clay and Jay didn't rope together that much do you, at, at home. Do you guys rope together a lot? Do you practice too much, very much together? I mean, obviously, during the summer that didn't happen yeah. very much. Yeah, we do. We mm-hmm. uh, we rope we rope together. Dang near every day. It seems like really. Uh, he lives. Yeah, he he lives about ten or fifteen minutes from me. It's not that far, mm-hmm. and um, um, yeah, uh, I I do I go over there as much as I can. Uh, he comes to my house here lately. He's come to my house, but uh, yeah, we try to rope together quite a bit. I've been in the practice pen with Clay just at some of our photo shoots a few times, and he takes every steer in the practice pen as seriously as he does like the tenth steer at the NFR. It seems like. Are you the same way, or is that a fair characteriz- yeah. characterization of Clay? I don't mean to mischaracterize. Yeah, him. no, I, I think I think that's the way you got to be, though. I think if you're mm-hmm. there just laughing and uh, having a good time, you're not going to be doing that when you're entered. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you got to be there, bared down, trying to catch every steer. I mean, mm-hmm. the goal is to get better, and that's why you're practicing. And if you don't treat it like, like serious like that it's hard to get any better mm-hmm. if you're not in that mind frame of of really concentrating and really thinking about what you're doing because um, I've been there you know I've been you just go through the motions and uh, sometimes you, you might as well not even practice you know it's just kind of a waste of time if you're not in the right mindset mm-hmm. did you guys have any learning curves this year like was there anything or did was it just like old times? Uh, no learning curves. You know, um, like I said, it was a long year as far as we did good. Mm-hmm. There's there's times you know I'd screw up that I shouldn't have or or him. You know, which is rodeo and that's part of it. Um, mm-hmm. We're older now. You know, uh, or you know when you're young, you just think there's no tomorrow if you miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drives you nuts, and and now, you know, you see, I see the big picture and know know how know how it works and how the season works. It's a year long contest, and you try to do the best you can do. And uh, if you're ready and prepared, when it's you know when it's your turn, you're gonna do good. And uh, look at the big picture of it. I guess was and, healing uh, behind Johnson any different than healing behind Dew or Kate or those, those other kind of horses that Clay had that made him famous for so long? No, not really. Um, it, it's all, you know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with the way he, he goes about it. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's not really no different, I don't think. But you made a horse change this year, kind of a forced one. Yeah. Talk about um, what happened. and Manny... Uh, I haven't roped a steer on Manny since the last year at the NFR. Um, he got hurt. Um, his back left ankle. Mm-hmm. Had surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tore his deep flexor. Um, had some uh, tendon sheath problems uh, and something else. They called it. I can't. I don't even know the name of it. But uh, Brazos there in Morgan Mill, Charlie Buchanan. He's done a great job of. Having him all year, he's had him at the rehab center, and like I said, they did surgery on him. I just picked him up a week ago, and uh, they say he's ready to go. I haven't roped a steer on him. I've been riding him. You have? But, um, yeah, they say that he's going to be all right. We'll see. Like what said, was his rehab like? Did they swim him? or? 
They did everything, mm-hmm. uh, swimming, uh, fair plate, uh, laser stuff, uh, all. They have the, the amazing rehab center over there. Um, anything you can think of, um, mud, they did, I mean, everything they could, you know, ice it, whatever, whatever they had to do. And, uh, we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be fine. Like I said, I've been riding, but, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll be jackpotting on him, you know, like stuff Mm -hmm. like that, but I think, you know, rodeoing on him and stuff, he'll be all right for, but like I said, he's 18 years old. They don't probably have a whole lot left anyway, but. If I could ride him here and there, that should be great. And now compare him and Chip. They're they're pretty different, right? Yeah, they're really they're a lot different as far as uh Chip's small, you know, he's not a very big horse. Yeah. He might be fourteen two, uh um quick footed. Uh works really good though, scores really good. They both score great. Mm-hmm. Um Chip can s- still run pretty good as for for being a little horse. Um Chip stops probably harder um, as far as, you know, he drags his butt. He's, you know, he's more of a mm-hmm. show horse type. You know, uh, Joseph, then they showed him. Um, he makes it happen a little faster as far as that goes. Um, if I was going to go catch 30 in a row, I'd rather be on Manny as far mm-hmm. as, you know, I've known him forever. And uh, um, he's so easy to catch on. He never cheats you. He's so honest. And I just know every move he's going to make. You know, I've wrote him for yeah. so so long. It's just hard to to uh, not not want to be on him. You know, as far as mm-hmm. catching them all. But uh, Chip's a great great horse. I really really glad that I have him. And uh, he's he's a turd. You know, he's <laughs> pain in the butt to be around. Um, always into something. Always. Can't tie another horse by him. He'll try to kick it. You know, just mm-hmm. just a, just a turd. He really is. But, uh, <laughs> and he's young, right? Or is he? Yeah, he's he's nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's 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 a good horse, and I'm glad I got him. Especially since Manny's been hurt all year. So. And you bought him? Did you buy him before Manny got hurt or after? I bought him right after the NFR last year. I see. Gotcha. Yeah. And now, horse paper-wise, you have, I mean, uh, Chip is one of the best-bred horses going down the road right now um, as far as, you know, having dual spark and on his papers and mm-hmm. shining spark of shining spark royalty. And then there's Manny, who's a breeding stock paint, <laughs> um, which nothing wrong with that at all. But there's just, like, nothing. You don't look at his papers if you – just have kind of a general horse paper knowledge no. and look at his papers and think, wow, you got to have that one. What are your, what's your kind of takeaway on, on horse papers and, and pedigrees? Man, I, I don't, I think if, uh, they do mean something, you know, I, I think the odds are the better your horse is bred, the, the more, uh, better the odds that he is going to be great. But it doesn't mean that it, he could be a dud too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know <laughs> until you know you're till two or three years into it. It seems like if they're mm-hmm. gonna be any good or not. So uh, like like you said, Manny's got paint papers. Uh, everybody asks why I never put him in the horse year. Well, that's why because he's a paint. You know, <laughs> he has paint papers. Can't do mm-hmm. that. So, uh, but uh, I think if a great a great horse is a great horse. I mean, 
if they're if they have the mind and, and willing to uh, work with you and want to do their job, the papers doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. um, like him, he he uh, he's just good at his job and uh, loves to heal. And uh, the papers don't matter that way. As far as like I said, it's just kind of a freak. It is a freak freak thing you know i don't know of another paint horse that's probably has been as good as he has mm-hmm. um you know everybody's scared of paints you know as far as they have a bad reputation um because most of them aren't any good so <laughs> you know i mean just the odds are you know there's not been very many good paint horses mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, honestly i didn't know he was a paint until i'd already bought him you know mm-hmm. Didn't even look at the papers, wrote him, liked him, whatever. And then, man, he gives me the papers and they're paint papers. So I didn't know that. So, <laughs> but it all worked out. And uh, he's a great horse. And I'm, so, I mean, I've won more on him than I have on any horse I've ever had. That um, worked out great for me. And your horse before Manny was, remind me Sup- of the name Superstar. Superstar. And is Superstar still walking around your pasture? Oh, uh, yeah. Still have Superstar. I have Baby Doll. Those were the two, the two uh, horses I had before them. They were they were they were really good horses. Did you ever breed Baby Doll? I have not bred her. No. no? Mm-mm. I probably should. Probably How should. old is she now? She's. I think she's not eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, she might be too old to breed, but T rides her every day. If I, mm-hmm. I can, I can turn Emily's on her, and uh, she's pretty lazy. And uh, he really <laughs> loves riding her. I don't have to worry about anything. She's safe. So, mm-hmm. he's really does he like to rope that. the hawks or anything? Is he? A- um, he likes to rope the leap steer a little bit. As far as in the house, he'll rope it some. Uh, mm-hmm. He's getting. He's been. He's been wanting to be a bull rider forever. Like that's what he. Oh, good. Like. He ride bulls. <laughs> and but he's actually told me the other day. He goes, uh, Dad, I'm going to be a roper. I want to rope. And I don't want to run bulls. I'm like, well, good. Your mom will be happy, I think. But, <laughs> but we'll see. He, like I said, he's getting into it. He, he's liking riding every day. Um, yeah. He's really enjoying. You know, he's just. I'm just now letting him ride by himself, mm-hmm. and it's really, I think, getting fun for him as far as that goes. And uh, he can kind of do what he wants to do, and I think he enjoys that. If he wants to rodeo, are you guys going to go the junior rodeo route? Do you think, or do the Man, I don't know. It's just kind of whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see where he wants to go. I mean, I'm for whatever he wants to do. Uh, I didn't go to junior. I, I went to junior rodeos. I didn't go to high school rodeos. So mm-hmm. um, there's, I'm sure, a little organization right there around our house that he could probably go to if he wants to junior rodeo. So we'll see when, like, if he gets to really want to do it. Mm-hmm. We'll go from there, I guess. I mentioned it earlier, but this episode is presented by CSI Saddle Pads, which are made by a truly dedicated team of craftsmen and women in America's heartland. CSI Saddle Pads has been dedicated to the team roping community since its inception, and they've supported our coverage of the sport for years now because the team there truly believes in expanding the knowledge base of the sport. Because the more you know about team roping and rope horses, the more you understand how critical it is to have the right equipment. CSI was founded on the belief that horses can only perform at their best when they're feeling great. 
meaning the CSI team believes passionately in educating and communicating with its customers about good saddle fit. There are many good saddle pads on the market, but the CSI saddle pad is the only one with CSI flex plate. This in-pad plate makes an amazing difference in a number of ways. It creates a larger footprint for the saddle tree, it evenly distributes bar pressure, rider weight, and impact. It increases range of motion and overall performance, keeps you safer because your horse is more willing and comfortable, and leaves for fewer chiropractic and massage therapy visits. The CSI pad has been proven on the ranch, on the trail, in the arena, and at the rodeo. It is trusted and ridden by top clinicians and competitors, including our guest, Travis Graves. Now enjoy the rest of our conversation and then visit CSISaddlePads.com for more. Now, kind of changing gears. Once upon a time, I think you said, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, I think you told me you started like with $5,000 one year, your first year um, in the bank, yeah. and you kind of went and rodeoed from there. How did did you how did you get rolling I guess did you win big jackpots early on how did you make it early in rodeo well I, I well yeah I hate the people that ask you how much does it take to make the NFR well if you're determined and you have the will to win and willing to do whatever it takes and you rope good you'll make it I don't care mm-hmm. and, you, you just know's not an option. You know you're not going to give up, and you 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 plan on doing good, and you're going to do good if you work at it and have that fire in you. Um, I just don't like it when people say, "Well, do you need? I need to have uh, thirty thousand in the bank before I can start rodeoing." No, if you have a dream and you have a drive and you want to be the best, and it's your dream to do it, like me, I mean, I you'll start entering and if you're up good and you work at it, you'll do good and you won't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. But if not, then if you don't, if you're not good enough, they'll tell you, I mean, you'll have to go home. If you don't have any more money, then yeah, you got to mm-hmm. go home. But, uh, um, I, I, it did take me, like I said, it took me four years to make the NFR, but I did good jackpotting. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, I won, you know, the wildfire back, three times, I think, two times before I made the NFR, I think. No, one time before. So I, I had 50 grand there, and I won the yeah. U.S. Finals. Um, stuff like that. Give me give me some big chunks, you know, and allow me to keep keep uh, going, you know, keep working towards my goal. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I think if a guy really wants to do it and you work at it, you can't really put a number on how much money you need. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the most important thing is you got to have a good horse. I mean, if you don't have a good horse and not a good partner, or but if you have a good horse and you rope good, you'll you'll get a good partner. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. how it works. Um, uh, Back then, were you making your own good horses? Like now, yeah, I, I feel like well, you guys I, don't have time to make a lot of your own good horses. You're you have to just yeah. buy one because you're not home long enough to make a good one. Yeah, like back then, I did make my own horses, or my, you know, my dad mm-hmm. got all my horses from my dad. Um, I had Superstar; he was uh, I had him then. Mm-hmm. He's probably he's probably honestly he's probably the best horse I've ever had. I mean, mm-hmm. still to this day, um, um, just so like I said, I had I had him, and uh, I, I I could I could jackpot good. 
I could really, I mean, I could rope. I could catch velocities by two feet. Um, it just took me a little bit to figure out the rodeo deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I figured that out, then I then I started getting the great partners and went from there. Mm-hmm. Were you trading horses very much back then? Did you? What did you? Uh, what else did you? Did you just jackpot and that's how you got by, or did you make some horses, sell some horses? Yeah, I've always. I've always uh, sold horses. Um, my dad did it. I grew up, you know, around it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I've 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 sold I sold horses and uh, just rode some outside horses. Just the same deal. I had some lessons. Just whatever I had to do to to make some extra money to to keep going. You know, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. But I never had a job. Never had a job. <laughs> I'm not saying that's, I'm not bragging on that, you know, I mean, it just mm-hmm. it worked out. I never did get a, a job. Um, I've always, was always practicing or doing something or gone and too much to, you know, to even do it. So uh, I was always working on roping or, or my horses or something like that. Do you have a job you'd like to try if you were to ever get a job? Is there anything that interests you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, not really. I, I, I like real estate. Um, I have some rentals. You know, that's what I'm kind oh, of. Oh, I didn't know that. Trying, mm-hmm. trying, yeah, trying to, you know, for the future when I'm done. It's my, it's my uh, backup plan as far as when I'm all uh, done rodeoing. That's what I want to do. So um, that's kind of what I've been focusing on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. Um well, now tell me, you are, you've never had a job and mm-hmm. you, you don't really trade a ton of horses these days. Um, you have really great sponsors though, um, that, that definitely help you in a whole, di- whole bunch of different ways. What you are not, um, you are not maybe as outgoing as, as Trevor Brazil or Patrick Smith or, or those guys that are out there very chatty on all the time. Yeah. How do you serve your sponsors in a milder mannered kind of way, I guess? Um, I think, you know, having a good reputation, being known for a good guy, you know, as far as not throwing fits, not yep. uh, cussing or, you know, you know, I'm not just not, not saying cussing, but you know what I mean? Like not mm-hmm. throwing no fits when you miss or, um, and, and it seems like the more you win, the more sponsors you get as far yeah. as uh, it was that way with me. And um, um, the more success I had, the more the more, the more more sponsors I had. And it was kind of backwards as far as, you know, <laughs> you, need, you, you need it when you start out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you always need it, but I'm just saying you really need it when you start out, but it doesn't work that way. It's backwards as far as the more success you have, the more sponsors as soon as you get and uh um i am lucky i you know I, I i do have good sponsors and it, it makes my life so much better and uh it makes the rodeo world where you can make uh, a good living you know it's guaranteed money as far as sponsorship goes mm-hmm. and, uh, it just adds more to the table as far as the year-end deal goes and uh, you know, having two kids and a family now, it, 
uh, sponsors are huge in, in this business and, uh, they're not easy to get, you know, uh, people ask me all the time, well, how do you get sponsors and uh, what do I gotta do? And same old deal. I mean, it's the back, back to, um, when I started, I didn't have any sponsors. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, had maybe a rope deal and might've got three free and bought three. You know what I mean? I, I didn't mm-hmm. have any. And, uh, um, and I think that makes you better as far as makes you work at it harder, makes you want to do better, makes you win. And, uh, like I said, the more you win, it seems like the more sponsors you get. As far as, you know, like if you have a good personality and, uh, you do your best to, uh, serve your sponsors, like, you know, Facebook now, huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like where, what they all want nowadays is, uh, for you to wear their patch and uh, represent them good, but also Facebook stuff seems like uh, mm-hmm. where is where it's at now. So kind of have to do that deal. So is that? Do you like doing social media stuff? No, <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely don't. No, I don't like it at all, and I'm not very good at it. But uh, um, it's part of the business, and uh, um, my wife actually does most of it or mm-hmm. all of it pretty much so uh <laughs> she she does a good job of it yeah and, she does uh, i think that's just the where the where it's at now i mean social media is everything it seems like as far as that goes so many people see it and so many views and uh that's just i think that's where it's at now talk you mentioned to make it uh what how critical is a partner like her that supports you in everything that you do. So that seems like it would be to not have somebody in your corner would be really hard. Oh, she's everything. Like, oh, she's been there through the good times and the bad, you know. Um, when I started, didn't have anything. And uh, she was there then and, uh, and, and now she's, I mean, even now, you know, it's never rodeo on the highs and the highs and lows are unbelievable. But I don't think anybody ever gets it figured out. I really mm-hmm. don't. You think you do, but um, it's very humbling sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as uh, you can be on top of the world one week and the next week you can't win anything that works. And, uh, but she, she's always, she's always been there for me. And, um, uh, like I said, um, took me four years to make the NFR. You know, if, if I wouldn't been with the right person, you know, they might would have told me to think it's time to figure something out, something else out for your career or whatever. But she never did. She was always, always there for me, and uh, so thankful to have her on my team because you know, she's everything as far as that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's, she's always been awesome. It seems like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. and now we are just a couple months away from that NFR. Um, do you go in, what level of pressure do you feel going into it? Um, with, I don't want to say the monkey on your back, but kind of, you know, <laughs> I don't um, know. Um, How do I say that? Travis? No, I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I, anymore there's no pressure i mean as just try to be prepared as 
possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, rope as much as you can. Make sure your horses are doing as as good as they are, as good as you can, as, mm-hmm. as far as soundness, everything ready to go, and uh, roping and sharp. Um, and if everything's going good, you know, like I don't have pressure. It's like if 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 it's not, is when you do have pressure. Uh, mm-hmm. When you feel like a little off, or you don't feel everything's just not perfect, and then you then you have in the back of your mind, you know, am I ready? I mean, I hate showing up there and feeling like, man, I don't know if I'm ready. You know, mm-hmm. I try to, you try to do everything you can, um, have the best years you can and, and, uh, try to be as sharp as you can. And, and that, that's all you can do. I mean, I really, I've been there and won zero dollars. I mean, yeah. Kobe level that time, I think we won one check the whole time. So, I mean, that was. Did it feel done. worse going into that finals? Like, like you. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it really. I mean, I, yeah, it really did. As far as uh, I think we practiced one time before mm-hmm. we went out there. Mm-hmm. Know, we just didn't. I mean, it felt like we got exactly what we put into it, which was, mm-hmm. you know, not not enough. And uh, um, but yeah, I, you know, very seldom do you hear of people that didn't work at it and going out there and doing really good. You know, it just don't really happen. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, everybody around Stephenville was working at it every day, uh, mm-hmm. practicing, getting ready. It's such a huge deal. The main deal out there is just getting getting off to a good start as far as the first round seems more nerve-wracking than anything because you, cause you do want to get in, get a good start. You know, you want to get a, get the ball rolling early and uh, – kind of get a feel for it, the steers, and uh, get settled in. And then once, you know, once you, you get that first one on your belt, it just seems like, say, you get a little money, or even if you're getting caught, mm-hmm. you kind of get a rhythm going, and then you can build from there. But if you don't do good at first, it's hard to get it turned around. It really is. Um, you're trying to get it. Because you, then you're just trying to go faster and faster. And before, I mean, you just you're just back to I think Caesar maybe used the term quicksand, like that it's, if it goes bad, you are, the more you struggle, the more it sucks you down. Yeah. 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 Sure seems, sure seems like that. What, who did you get your NFR practice steers from? FSR. FSR. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. They're really good about keeping me in good steers. And, uh, um, actually I've, like last year, I had some muleys and uh, roped them dead, dead fresh. It was really good practice for me as far as they're wild as heck. And you mm-hmm. never know what they're going to do, and it keeps you real sharp, too. So I might do that a little bit, too. So, what? Yeah, what does your NFR practice look like? Okay, so fresh muleys, that's awesome. I've not heard that before, but what else? Uh-huh. Um, How many hours a day do you are you in the practice? Every day. Bed? Every mm-hmm. day. It seems like... Uh, there's no telling how many steers we wrote. Um, or, you know, I don't know about this year with Clay. I don't know. I know in the past that's the way we did it. I don't know if this way. You know, everybody's different. But, like, mm-hmm. as far as me and Chad, last year, you know, he has the indoor arena, and uh, we had the arena set up, and it was a everyday deal for after the U.S. finals. You know, it's usually mm-hmm. when you start, it seems like you start 
how much do you jackpot? I mean, you know, a that. lot. I try to jackpot a lot. I Before the finals, you try to yeah. If there's mm-hmm. jackpot, I'm, I try to go to. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's good to uh, to go to jackpots too. I don't think it's good to just uh, rope in the NFR arena and uh, it's it's good to go jackpot and uh, compete and stay sharp that way too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But then you know during the day I'm, I got practice horses and. Last year, maybe maybe fifty fifty steers a day. You know, seems like. Mm -hmm. How many practice horses do you keep around? I have three right now. Mm -hmm. And I got. Are they like what kind of what caliber practice horses are they? Are they like could darn like be an amateur rodeo guy's number one horse? Oh yeah, yeah. I hate I hate the word practice horse because they're not Mm -hmm. practice horses. Mm -hmm. I have people when you say practice, well, you know, twenty. No, then I mean they're. $20,000 $20,000 horses, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, they're not, they're good horses. I'm just saying mm-hmm. as far as, uh, they're not my number one. So I can, mm-hmm. I can run quite a few on each one of them mm-hmm. and, and save my good horses for, for, uh, the big stuff where I don't risk an injury or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you use like the best equipment all day? Like you, I mean, you, you don't throw a, Junk trophy saddle on them. You're riding good no, saddles, good no, pads, no. good everything. I ride on I your ride practice. Same, same saddle, mm-hmm. uh, same saddle on every horse every day. Um, CSI pads, you know, uh, use them. And mm-hmm. uh, um, the best protection I can um, on every every horse I got. Because, um, like I said, I don't want to risk injury to any of them. Um, that's how I make my living, and even a practice, you know, even a practice horse. I need them too. I need all that. All that matters. It all goes together. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And are you the kind that do you, when when round ten's over, whether or not you have a gold buckle this year, or, or you don't, are you? Do you go and start that Monday morning back in the practice pen, or no. do, you, do you decompress? No. Do you de- no. Buddy Hawkins told me last week he starts right away. <laughs> so. no. He hasn't done it as long as me. <laughs> no, no. When I'm done, I, I need a break. I need, you do. I'm, I'm so mentally, I'm so exhausted with it. I need to take a break. I really mm-hmm. do. Uh, I don't rope for. A while, you know, because mm-hmm. I think I think you need to break as far as you need to want. Because I want that feeling back, man. I'm ready to run one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I cannot wait. I can't wait to go to Odessa. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I can't wait to go to the jackpot at Andrews. You know what I mean? Like if you never take that break, you just you just grind yourself into where you hate it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you just need the break as far as Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's coming, and uh, your horses need the break. Uh, your hands, every you know, uh, you give it everything you got. And uh, I, I, I mentally <laughs> and physically, you need the break. You really do. I, I take the break when I'm when I'm <laughs> when I roped the last year at the NFR. I don't rope until a few days before Odessa. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I really don't try to give my horse a break or and let them rest and me rest and spend the time with my family and go to Oklahoma for Christmas and do other things. Get your mind off off the madness. 
Have y'all taken a vacation since you started rodeoing? Like a real, like go no, to Cabo no, or anything? That's weird that, that's weird that you uh, say that because Monday or Tuesday I'm going to Cancun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, for three days. Are the kids so, coming or? No, no. The kids wow. Are going, me and my wife and uh good friend of mine and his wife were all were going to Cancun for three days and I'm looking forward to that. So that's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you riding any horses in the fraternity then? I am not. No, no. I'm not doing the fraternity. No? That's no. I haven't no one has asked me or or any of that. So no I'm not. No, skipping the fraternity. I was wondering, it seems like guys even guys that I wouldn't think would be riding futurity horses seem to be telling are. them that they are. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of money to be won there. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I mm-hmm. really hadn't. No one asked me, or um, uh, just hadn't, or no one asked me to help or anything. So no, mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, not going to. Are you teaching any schools this fall? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. clinics. I mean, Do you if, like? If, if I, uh, I'll have a lesson or two at my house, you know, but I don't want to leave home. I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go off. I, uh, I just want to stay home as much as I can. You don't teach much? Do you just teach some private lessons at your house and that's just it? Private, yeah, private lessons at my house, really. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I haven't done a school in a couple of years, probably. As far There for a while, it seemed like I'd do one a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. One or two a year. And uh, <clears throat> no one's really asked me to, and uh, um, I'm not. I haven't really pushed it as far as. It seems like I'm super busy doing what I do, and uh, if there's downtime, I really want to just be at home with my kids or family, and not really have have had really had the time to really even worry about doing school. So, uh, I'm not saying I won't. It just mm-hmm. it just hasn't just haven't hadn't done it but there's people that always ask me all the time about lessons and i'll do lessons at my house and stuff but uh, that's that's about it gotcha. but it's something i want to do you know maybe in the future when you retire when i'm yeah i'll do a few and or, you know see how it goes but i'm not uh, what i'm saying is i'm not against it at all i mean i, mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it i like doing it um just uh I don't know, just haven't really worked out here lately. Sure. What is retirement? Is there any do you have a deadline on your career? I mean, <laughs> are you planning to be Walt Woodard and Clay I, I, Cooper or No, no, I'm not. I'm not planning to be but I mean I, I'm not saying I'm not. I mean I don't mm-hmm. I, I hate it when people say they're gonna quit and they don't quit. So <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying you know what I'm saying? Like I've mm-hmm. heard so many times people retired and You'll see him at the next rodeo. I mean, it's just I don't. I'm not that guy. I'm not. Mm-hmm. When I say I'm done, I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna say I'm done till I know for sure. You know, I think any no one knows that. Only you know that. Only, mm-hmm. I mean, you only know. Hey, man, I'm just not. I just don't enjoy it anymore. You know, I, I just same old deal, same old rodeo, same old. There comes a point. I know when you're like, you'll know inside mm-hmm. that, man, it's time, it's time to do something different, I think. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not there yet. 
and I don't know when it would be or, you know, but I do know I can't do this forever. No one does. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the way it works. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it's very hard to compete at a high level. When you're not a hundred percent in. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you don't love it mm-hmm. and, uh, crave it every day and you're not thinking about it, it's hard to compete at the highest level and beat the best guys in the world. Um, and there's a point where, uh, you got to know that, but like Clay Cooper, he still ropes great. Um, like you said, Walt, Walt still ropes great. He's 62 years old. It's unbelievable to me how good he heals for being that old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he loves it still. I mean, he still thinks about it every day as far as, <clears throat> and I don't, I don't know if he's planning on going. I don't know what he's doing. You know, I don't know what any of them are doing, but I think the deal is, you know, you still love to rope, you know, it's all you've ever done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I do, I love roping. My hobby is roping as far as I love it. I enjoy it. And it's a hard, it'd be a hard gap to feel. Um, what kind of header are you? Are you going to head at the U.S. Ropens and jackpots when you're done, you think? Oh, I doubt. I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> I can head. I mean, I can head. Uh, What's your head number? A seven. I think every healer can head the horns. The problem is the barrier. No, I, I might head some. Uh, I don't know what I'll do. I mean, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what what I'll do as far as it's a hard it's hard planning future. Like you said, I've got some rentals and I'm trying to get all that, get that thing going. And, uh, for the time, when the time comes, when I, when I don't want to do this anymore, uh, I'll have something to do, you know, yeah. something to uh, fall back on. Now that was a no pressure question as far as whether or not you can head good. I don't, yeah. No judgment uh, <laughs> as no, to whether or not you're going to head. No, I can. I'll head. I can. Um, but do I think I'm making a living head? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, All right. Well, that is about it, Travis. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Thanks, Travis. We really appreciated having you on today. Remember, this conversation was brought to you by CSI Saddlepads the only pad with the flex plate technology that creates a larger footprint for your saddle tree and evenly distributes bar pressure, rider weight, and impact. To learn more about these pads, visit CSIPads.com or call 877-274-7230, toll free.